think editorializing on interesting facts is sort of like the gist of it. What does factual even mean anyway? I mean, it certainly means different things to different people. Um, I did it. I've already hit record. I hit record. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Um, welcome to Feature Creep colon. Yeah, Dana, you'll have to say it. Wait, what? Built-in microwave. Yeah. So I colon. almost broke my tooth. Oh, no. Um, Don't break your tooth. Yeah. It's all right. I'm fine now. A book report. Mm. Um, yes. Al- already, I love the title of this um, kind of absurd <laughs> titleism, which is The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, which is great by Becky Chambers. And Dana um, just brought this up in conjunction with we're getting ready to record um, our third installment in transhumanism. And so um, we'll talk about this book right now, and then we'll also be recording the long transhumanism, and we'll talk more about how that fits in that episode. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I was listening to the first of your transhumanism episodes, and I kept listening to you mention favorite authors of mine yeah. Ned, as you went through kind of different concepts that authors have touched on or kind of gone down the rabbit hole on. Yeah. Um, and you got almost everyone who, who I would have named and a couple of people who I've now got on my like to read list, uh-huh. but you missed one. Okay. And it's Becky Chambers and she's, um, she's written a, a number of books, but the, um, the Wayfarer Wayfarers books are how I got, um, into her. Oh, they are, I think you've mentioned her to me before. Um, cause I remember you mentioning the Wayfarer series. Anyway, I don't mean to derail you. I'm very excited about this. So quite possibly. Yeah. Um, so they are ever so slightly of an adult nature because some of her, um, aliens view sex in different ways than humans do, but mm-hmm. they're not like erotica or anything like that. Um, it's just worth mentioning for anyone who's like sure. touchy about that sort of thing. Um, first of all, she did this really cool kind of structural thing with this trilogy, yeah. which is that she doesn't follow the same characters through three books. You get one group of characters in the first book and then a like side character from the first book shows up in the next book. Uh-huh. And then some of the side characters from previous books sort of make like small appearances in the third book. So they're all in the same universe and there's enough like theme to carry it all through. But you get completely different sets of characters in every single book, which is, I think, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like Um, that. Yeah. It it makes it really interesting because you get to see a whole bunch of the world that she's kind of thought up in her head. Um. So the reason that she came to mind when uh, I was listening to the first transhumanism episode is for two reasons. One is that she's got a community um, in her kind of futuristic sci-fi universe called the Modders mm-hmm. who have modified their bodies oh. to either make themselves more useful or to um, compensate for losses or injuries or kind of what they see individually as deficits. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's this really beautiful, really eloquent description in, I think it's book two, about how some of the modders just wanted their bodies to look more like how they felt. Mm-hmm. And modding gave them an ability to do that. Um, so it's it's really interesting, right? Because they talk about 
how they name themselves and what they have and when you can replace your arm and your eyes and when you're too young to decide if you're ready to give up your actual arm in order to get another arm. And it's kind of fun. And it's it's all just discussed as like debate between characters or stuff that comes up throughout the plot. None of it is like super heavy philosophy, but it's, mm-hmm. it is a really fun little thing to kind of touch on or have come into play. Right, right. Um, and then the other thing that's kind of fun is um, sentient AIs are characters in some of her books. Mm-hmm. And the um, she does a really excellent job of making the ethics of that part of the plot that's instead fun. of that's a giant cool. philosophical brick that she bashes you over the head with. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really just kind of a fun way to be like, well, who is a human? And what happens if something goes wrong with the AI and you're sad about it and other people don't understand? Or what if you have an AI who people don't realize at first is an AI? Like I'm trying not to do like big spoilery things. Um, yeah. Because yeah. some of those are like major plot points throughout the series. Right. But it is really, really beautifully done in the sense that like you finish the entire series and you've just read an excellent sci-fi series that also kind of has your brain spinning on all of these really interesting like implications of her world and things that she touched on and things that didn't feel great about the stuff that you just read and like it's it's a really nice it's a nice mix of just fiction and then also some philosophy thrown in um i just i was just noting on the wikipedia article it it mentions that the um the book, so specifically the the Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, is uh, more character focused than it is, mm-hmm. um, which is oftentimes really good in certain science fiction because a lot of stuff has been really like played out, and so you're kind of left with the human condition. And especially, I imagine in in this discussion in the context of transhumanism, it's important to have um, like a book like this. It sounds like what you're saying, um, even if you're kind of it's her idea of how those like ethical dilemmas will play out or how people might discuss them. I, I like reading stuff like that that brings more to the, like more to the discussion, if that makes sense. Um, yes. Cause that's going to be, I think that'll be interesting as we get into the, the broader scope of transhumanism, because that's one of the things that I think about a lot um, is like, you know, what, like especially in like parent child relationships it's like what point are you considered autonomous and able to make decisions about your own existence yeah um and i will add a tiny caveat which is my uh engineer husband who knows way more than i do about physics has gone off on some major rants about some really inaccurate or really un like uh, unlikely or improbable things that happen in these books well so there are some situations where it's really clear that she's done a lot of research and there's some where it's not and again Mm -hmm. like if that's the kind of thing that's going to drive you nuts then these may not be the books for you but they they are across the board like it's interesting characters making tricky decisions around how to interact with different uh, alien species whose cultures are completely different than theirs and how to handle like totally unexpected situations involving AIs and how to like, like I said, decide when to modify their bodies and when not to, and what's a disease and what's not. And like, it's, um, it's really fun. There's a whole plot line in, in one at one point involving, uh, the ethics of cloning. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. It's, it's really, they're, they're really fun. Um, and yet they're also described, I'm looking at the, um, 
Amazon ad, uh, the first book, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, is described as a, quote, lighthearted debut space opera from a rising sci-fi star. Um, so the fact that I can fit that much philosophy into my little book report and yeah. then also just have it described that way should tell you a lot about sure. yeah. how talented this author is. Yeah. When when was this written? Uh, good question. It was published in book 2014. One. Yeah. Yep. Okay. They're relatively cool. recent. Yeah. And so Great. if this was her first... Um, oh, so she actually crowdfunded this book, it says, in 2012. Cool. Um, and so she raised... She was hoping to raise... I mean, this is interesting. So in 2012, um, Becky Chambers started a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter hoping to raise $2,500 so that she could work half time for two months to finish the book. Um mm-hmm. And so let's see at the, it doesn't say, um, she started her intent to find a regular publisher, but noted that self publication would be a fallback option. Um, so I guess in February of 2013, she announced the book's completion and acquired a literary agent. And so the book was published in 2015, which is funny because the, so the Wikipedia article might have a couple of errors. Um, because it says it was published in 2014 on the, like, the sort of key entry on the right, but then when you hmm. look down at the actual production, it says 2015. So um, take that with a grain of salt. But um, anyway, that's around about the time, um, apparently. So uh, yeah, Amazon thinks Harper Voyager published it in August of 2015. But yeah, so I- that sounds right. And I wonder if there was like a brief self published run or something that might have, anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, and not um, exactly transhumanism or um, sci-fi related, but she also spends a whole bunch of time exploring uh, gender. She's, I, I think she kind of made a point of having most of her alien species have drastically different definitions and approaches to gender, mm-hmm. um, which is also really fun. And then there's a whole bunch of like the humans trying to wrap their brains around someone doing things in a non-human way. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is, it is really, it is worth a read um, or a listen. If you like audiobooks. the narrator is quite good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, that's a fun way to listen to books. All right. Listening to books is fun too. Um, it's funny. Book one is my favorite characters, but yeah. I think one of the um, weaker plots in some way, book two is my favorite plot line but she doesn't go into enough detail for it to feel totally satisfying and then book three feels like a series of vignettes which some people have really not liked given how much they liked the kind of narrative flow to other her other books but it mm-hmm. is hands down my favorite so give interesting them a try. she sounds so versatile yeah she's clearly talented um and then if we're veering from that really briefly to an author who just started doing sci-fi or who just did a sci-fi book, um, Gail Carriger, who I love for her like silly steampunk stuff, um, did a sci-fi book called The Fifth Gender that um, makes me speculate that Carriger has at least read some Becky Chambers or that at least they're kind of thinking about some of the same themes. It's way less philosophical um, in the transhumanism sense. So it's probably a diversion off of today's topic, but I Mm -hmm. figure I'll throw out another name while we're talking authors. That's awesome. Sweet. Um, Well, I mean, that puts us right at 10 minutes. Do you guys have anything else you want to add or we can kind of call it a, 
call it a short short um one of our shortest it's an actual short yeah i think that's right rare for this podcast as opposed to (laughs) 45 minutes right or worse yeah (laughs) or better depending (laughs) better (laughs) better better if you have nothing better to do right why are you so (laughs) negative meg i'm sorry (laughs) everything's horrible i'd say let's call this a short and then we can okay tackle along yeah and my tip is go read becky chambers books yeah go read becky chambers books and if you have <laughs> ideas or you think we've missed authors that belong or you just want us to talk about authors maybe we share in common or you have other thoughts um you can email us um are possibly soon to be fully promoted to full host and no longer executive assistant dana <laughs> currently handles those discussion so you can email us dana at fcbm.io and she will get you in touch with the right department um which at this point is probably one of us or both of us or all of us um (laughs) but anyway we would yeah that's quite a thing to spring on me in a short cool yeah well we'll we'll um we'll we'll keep everybody updated but we're definitely gonna um we well we like to hear from you that's the main point so if you have ideas and thoughts that's the best way to get a hold of us i think we're on social media um fcbm.io typically on twitter and instagram and some form might be underscore io anyway um thank you for listening (laughs) we don't know where we are it's fine it's fine (laughs) (laughs) email email is the good one that's the solid one yeah Right. We're twitter.com slash FCBM underscore IO. There you go. See, that's why you're the executive assistant. That's right. Um, okay. Anything else? No. And Instagram.com slash FCBM dot IO. There you go. Yes. Okay. All right. Sweet. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Okay, bye. Thank you.